Welcome to Imperfect Momming. Our children are constantly looking to us for examples. The term role model doesn't quite cut it here. We are shaping their worldview with every move we make. You see, it's not in the lectures we give or moments where we are actively attempting to teach them. It's in the micro movements we make, the unconscious ways in which we navigate life. We are constantly teaching our children how to show up for themselves, their friends, their future partners, and even their future children. So what can we do to ensure we are raising thoughtful, compassionate, self-aware human beings? We have to become them ourselves. No one is perfect, but we can still all be better, and it starts with self-healing. Let's get to it. Welcome back to Imperfect Mommine, and we have a very special guest today, Michelle, and I'm going to let you say your last name. Urbanski. <laughs> Urbanski. There we go. It looks like Urbanski, but you never know. Yep. <laughs> Welcome to Imperfect Mommine. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Absolutely. So tell us just a little bit about who you are and what you do. So I am um, a certified holistic healthcare practitioner. Um, I specialize in a lot, basically all things motherhood, um, particularly with fertility, um, you know, and supporting fertility health naturally. Um, basically identifying any kind of factors that could be preventing pregnancy. And you were interested, you got interested in this before you became a mom, right? Yes. Yes. And then, because I think you said that you had like an intuitional thing that you might, it might be a struggle for you. Is that yeah. you tell a little bit of your story? Yeah. So I um, have struggled with my health for a long, a long time, number of years. Um, and when my husband and I decided we wanted to start a family, I kind of started thinking to myself that I didn't think my, my health was in the right place for that. Um, cause I wanted to be healthy, you know, when I got pregnant and, um, or as healthy as possible and, uh, be confident with my pregnancy. So I, um, decided to basically take a look into the natural health world. I found that conventional medicine wasn't supporting me. Mm. Um, you know, it was just like medication after medication. And that made me concerned that, um, you know, could this medication affect pregnancy or that medication affect pregnancy? Um, you know, there's not a lot of studies on a lot of medications and how they impact pregnancy. Um, you know, so it was a concern, you know, and, uh, after finding the practitioner that I still continue to see, cause she's so great. Um, she, you know, my intuition proved to be correct in that uh, the concerns I had about my, um, my health would have probably impacted my fertility. Um, because when she started to do her um, intake, as we say, um, she discovered, and one of the things that came up in my report was that my female reproductive system was stressed. Mm -hmm. um, and was overworked. Um, so that was just, you know, a sign that, you know, my intuition was telling me something was off and I needed to get it checked out and figured out before, you know, trying to get pregnant. So 
Yeah, so trusting that intuition is a huge part of being a mom, but also just, uh, you know, being women and, you know, learning how to live day by day and all of that, so. Yeah, we have intuition, like they call it a woman's intuition for a reason. And, and I think that we either ignore it or don't know that we're not in tune enough to know what it's telling us. And so we don't do what it tells. Like, I don't know if this is intuition, but I swear, like I'll have moments where I'm like, um, oh, I should, I should grab my, my keys. And then I walk out the door and I'm around doing something. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh crap, I need my keys. You know, it's like you have the thought or I have the thought, I dismiss the thought. And then it's like, oh, I did need the thing. Right. You know? <laughs> yep, exactly. Yes. That and, happens I mean, a lot. <laughs> who knows what, if that's intuition or not, but like, I love that you had that intuitional hit um, and decided to look into it and then, you know, ultimately kind of made a career out of it. Right. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Cause now I'm just, I'm so excited about helping other women, um, you know, and couples too, because it's, you know, fertility goes both ways. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, we need that, um, support from both sides. So, yeah. Now, this was interesting to me for two reasons, um, selfishly, like I, so the first reason is that it took a year and a half for me to uh, get pregnant with my son, and I'm a very impatient person, and so waiting a year and a half was just torture, <laughs> and yeah, there are so many women who wait years to have babies and sometimes never, never get to that point. Our fertility issues, I think were, um, because my husband was using a laptop on his lap and it was like, probably, I think I was maybe three months, three to six months pregnant at the time we were watching a show called Mansers <laughs> and it's answers to the question that men ask. And one of the questions was, can having a, a laptop on your lap um, mess with your sperm count? And the answer was yes. And, and I started doing some math where my husband broke his laptop around April and I got pregnant around June and, um, and the, the, show said that it takes about three months for the sperm count to come back to, to get back to normal. And then I was pregnant and I'm like, that, like, I didn't know, but I was like, that had to have been it. Like it went from three months later, like what, that's totally not a coincidence. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, so it sounds like you had that intuition too, then. Yeah. I was, it was that all was like, it. It was all backwards thinking, like I got the information and it was in the past and then I connected the dots, but maybe it was intuitional too. But um, like, I didn't change anything. I wasn't doing anything differently. Um, and then that also the being impatient made me want to be a surrogate because like I said, I was impatient and I waited a year and a half to get pregnant. And it's like, you know, God forbid, having to wait 10 years, like my, uh, a girlfriend I've mentioned on, on the podcast before she's, 
Um, she's gone through every kind of trial and tribulation and um, she's expecting um, her son if he's not born already um, any day now. And um, oh, that's so amazing. Yeah. So she went through surrogacy as well. And I, you know, she yeah, picked my brain about it. And um, so that's why I was uniquely interested in what you do. <laughs> yeah. Is there something like, is there like a thing that is affects like 90% of women? I'm like, I'm trying to phrase the question properly. So you, <laughs> but is there something that, that we should be looking out for as women that is, is affects more than something else? Or is it all just depending on the person? Yeah. And in, in my kind of experience, I've seen that it just ranges. Um, you know, there, there's so many different things that it could be, um, you know, and that's why like having somebody that can identify those things, because it is, it is difficult sometimes to figure out what it is because there's so many factors to it. Like you said, like waiting a, a year and a half causes a lot of stress, you know, just in general, um, you know, uh, and I think that at least I know from my experience growing up, it, it always seemed like becoming pregnant was going to happen so easily and you needed to be so careful, you know? And so when, <laughs> you know, when you hear people, you know, having trouble, you're like, wait a minute, that's not how I thought it was going to happen, you know? So then, you know, it, it kind of brings up those concerns in your mind. Um, could there be something wrong? Um, you know, I remember even asking my mom, like, did you have trouble getting pregnant or, you know, and just kind of opening that conversation too, because I think as women, um, you know, at least in history, it hasn't really been something that, that you talk about, um, because uh, there's emotions attached to it. I think, you know, that's part of it. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, so it's, it's different for everybody. Um, from what I've experienced, um, you know, I will say uh, one thing I definitely would recommend looking out for is um, taking the right prenatal vitamins. Mm. There's about 60% of the population that has um, uh, trouble processing uh, folate. And mm. when we take uh, prenatals with folic acid, um, if we're not very good at processing that, um, you know, it's gonna, it could lead to issues getting pregnant or, you know, frequent miscarriages. Um, so that's something that I would say is really important. So how would somebody go about finding out if they're one of the 60%? You can um, be, you can get genetic testing done, um, but you can also, you know, do testing like bioenergetic assessment, which is something that I um, do with my clients. Um, so those, I would say those are the two ways to really know, um, uh, what's going on. And if you have that. Interesting. Yeah. So, um, I know that there's, there's certain multivitamins in general that you don't now, this is coming from the inf the information that I got from Mel Luca with, they have a, I don't know if you're familiar with that. They're yeah, a yeah. company. Yeah. Um, 
they have a, um, a multivitamin that I took in all of my pregnancies that has oligo, which is, was patent pending the last time I watched the video, but that helped it absorb your, helped your body absorb it more than other vitamins. And so I, I never, I never thought about whether or not there were certain vitamins that your body just couldn't absorb in general. And so that's really interesting to learn that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and that's um, also why I recommend, um, or all the supplements I use are whole food based because mm -hmm. our body can absorb food nutrients much easier than uh, synthetic vitamins. And there's a lot of vitamins out there that are made from things that our body can't process. So right. yeah, <laughs> that's important. <laughs> it's crazy. The things that, that, that are FDA approved and, and that the FDA doesn't even really care about at all. And I think multivitamins is on there, like where they're, they don't, they're not really designed to, to filter out stuff. And so you can almost say anything is and in, in these capsules, <laughs> like, and right. they're, they're not stopping it. It's, it's crazy to me. Yeah. That that's the thing. Um, so let's see, what question do I want to ask? <laughs> <laughs> I know there's so many, so many things that can be asked and so many directions we could go. <laughs> okay. Yeah. No, I mean, I'm fascinated with a lot of the things that, that you do. Like, um, I mean, fertility issues, you brought up a, 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 a point that I wanted to talk about actually was like, um, you know, we don't talk about it. It's literally like, be careful because you might get pregnant. And when there's really like, isn't it like 20% chance of getting pregnant? <laughs> It's like yeah, a it's, super small window, but yeah. then when you're trying to get pregnant, everyone in their mother is getting pregnant. Right. Everyone in their 16 year old daughter is getting pregnant and yeah, it's it so like it. frustrating. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I, I remember when I was trying and I was right in the middle of the frustration period, um, that I, back in the day when, when we didn't really log onto Facebook on our phones as much, it was, we all logged in on the computer and my sister had logged in to her account on my computer and somebody popped up in my newsfeed. I thought it was my newsfeed. It was hers, but somebody popped up in her newsfeed and she's like, oh my gosh, I'm eight weeks pregnant can you see my belly, my baby bump? And I was like, delete, I'm not going to deal with you for another 32 weeks. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, and that is something it's, it's hard. Like when you're trying to conceive and then you're, especially when it's been a while and you feel like there could be an, a concern and you're seeing other women, um, you know, getting pregnant as much as you want to be happy for them, it's still difficult to deal with, you know? So you all like, there's, there's a window of time where most people get pregnant when they're trying. So is it's like somewhere between, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, six months to a year where most people who are trying, they get pregnant in that window. 
Um, yes. Should they, should someone be concerned before a year, like you or just listen to their intuition? What is your yeah. thought process? Um, I think you could go a number of ways with this. Um, I, uh, at least from my experience, I recommend um, really taking a look at your health uh, before trying to get, trying to conceive. Um, because when you do that, you can really kind of open up those um, areas where there may be some need for nutrients. Um, and that ultimately helps with egg health, right? Because um, they say that it takes 90 days to really get those eggs in good condition. Um, so if you are, you know, trying to conceive and 90 days before that, maybe you were lacking some type of nutrient or maybe the sperm, your husband or your partner, like maybe the sperm was not, um, you know, forming properly. Maybe it was missing some nutrients there that can affect, um, you know, pregnancy success, success. It can affect, you know, the health of the uh, fetus and the baby in the future. So I would say starting before is good, but, um, you know, I would say also that, uh, you know, you can never really look at it late. Right. So if you're already trying to conceive and you're like, Hmm, I, I feel like, you know, maybe I'm not ovulating or maybe X, Y, Z, then yeah, I would definitely recommend like just finding somebody that could, help you identify if there could be an issue. Um, so yeah, so it's, it just kind of varies, I think, from person to person. So in a perfect world, we would all get healthy first. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and or at least try to have babies. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. yeah, that, I mean, I, I'm looking back now like that's the thing, one of the things I talk about a lot is mom guilt. And that's, this is a thing that creates it is the coming from your current perspective and, and putting your current perspective back on to who you were, you know, in my case, 10 years ago and judging the ever loving crap out of her yeah, <laughs> yeah, for not doing what you did, which is get healthy and then get pregnant. And you know, the person that I am now would have done different things to, to would have been more on your path where I would make sure that, you know, I'm, I'm getting healthy and I would get tested and to genetically tested and do all these things, um, that whatever you would recommend, like that's, that's what I would do now, then that's what I would do now. And that's what I judge my, that's what I would judge myself for not doing then. Um, and so I wanted to bring that up for, to say it out loud for myself, but also for anybody yeah. who's listening, who is pregnant now or has a child that, you know, you know, maybe like, they don't know what causes autism. They don't know what causes a lot of uh, genetic things. And there's, there could be things that we could do to prevent it, you know, pre, uh, pre 
what's the word pre uh, getting pregnant <laughs> <laughs> yeah preconception <laughs> preconception thank you it's like I know there's a word but you know there's preconception there's a lot of things that we could do and if your child is you know not air quotes perfect physically it doesn't mean that it's your fault it just that's part yeah. of their path that's that's part of you know their journey in life and your journey with them yeah. um, so are you someone who can work with anyone worldwide or anyone in the United States or are you local to your business like is your business local to to what you do so I um can support anybody living in the United States. Um, all of the testing and everything can be done, um, you know, in whatever state you're in. Basically, uh, I require a hair sample and that helps me run the bioenergetic assessment. Um, so that's just mailed. Um, and then all the supplements will come directly to you from, um, you know, the companies that they're ordered from. Um, yeah, so I can, I support anybody in the 50 states and um, I have like a telehealth portal. Um, it's like an app and we do like virtual appointments. So really cool. Um, I mean, I was asking again for selfish reasons, but because, you know, our, our listeners are not all local to your town. So, <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm curious, like I, I want to do these kinds of, of tests. I'm super interested. Um, and I'm working on going through my fourth surrogacy journey. So I'm looking to get matched and, and ready to, I've been ready to be pregnant since I gave birth to the last one. Like, yeah, there's about a week where I was like, nah, I'm done. (laughs) (laughs) And then I was like, nope, I'm ready. Yeah. It is an amazing, it's amazing experience. And that's definitely why, like, I want to support, you know, women who, who want to become pregnant. Cause as you know, it's amazing to be pregnant. Um, just to, to know there's life inside of you. It's just an amazing process, you know? So it's cool stuff. So is there a piece of advice that you would want to give to moms? Um, I mean, I think kind of going back a little bit to what you said about, um, you know, try to avoid feeling guilty. Like if, if you're, if your child is struggling, you know, health wise, it's not, like you said, it's part of their journey. Um, you know, and it's part of our journey too, because we're, we're raising them. Um, so we just, I think we have to remember that it's the little things in life that are important. Uh, as a mom because I know at least I do I get caught up in like all of the things that I have to do you know my checklist and I forget to remember those small moments mm-hmm. um you know like just last night I was holding my daughter and I was like oh I just need to just savor this moment because I feel like she's growing up so fast <laughs> you know so and those are things I think we need to remember um as parents as moms yeah and even today, my son got home um, and got off the bus and, and I was in the middle of doing work and, and he's talking to me and I'm doing, and I'm like, uh-huh, 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 while I'm doing work. And I'm like, 
he's really trying to connect with me right now. And I'm, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. And that's hurtful when you're a kid. Like, yeah. they know you're not listening. <laughs> they know you're not present. And, and it's like, and that to me is my intuition. The fact that I'm paying attention to the fact that I'm going, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Like, that's my intuition saying, hey, pay attention. Yeah. You know, um, so yeah, that's really, that's, I'm, I'm glad that you're like realizing like, they're not going to be this. She's your daughter, right? You said daughter. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, that she's not going to be this age forever. And yeah. like, I think back to a lot of the time when my son was um, six months and under, I could have done six weeks and under for the rest of my life because he was so easy. He was such an easy baby. And then like around six months, he started to move on his own. And that, <laughs> you know, but I, I still really enjoyed that time. And I don't think that I, I started not enjoying being a mom until like at the point where I was going through a divorce and, you know, I were, I remember I, I was like, this is not what I signed up for. I did not sign up to do this by myself. And I was really resentful for a long time. And I know like there's part of me that would love to do those years over again, because I look at videos and pictures and, oh, he's just so stinking cute. Yeah. You know, and I was so busy being resentful because this is not how I planned it this is not what I was want what I wanted and it's like it, you know tough nuggies <laughs> this is what you get <laughs> you know figure out and if I could tell my younger self I'd it'd be like figure it out sooner because I eventually figured it out but yeah it's hard. <laughs> <laughs> and then and that's not from a judgment place that's from an advocacy place like figure it out sooner yeah you know, your kids are only this age once. And if there's something that's holding you back from just loving on them 110%, like figure it out as soon as possible. And I'm actually surprised I could say that without tears. Like, yeah, like, I, and it's, it's because it comes from advocacy and not from judgment. Like it's not, I'm not judging my younger self. I, or earlier version of myself I'm like Im, I implore you figure it out yeah. <laughs> sooner you will be so glad you know and again if you could do it before being becoming a mom <laughs> you're not yeah. listening to this podcast but if you could figure it out before <laughs> being a mom so yeah. what is there a book that was really um transformational or helpful for you yeah, so I have a um, book here. It's called uh, Spiritual Fertility by mm. Julie Vaughn. And um, it's really an amazing book. She really goes into, you know, the spiritual aspects of trying to conceive. Um, and, uh, you know, I think it's, it's something I recommend to my clients mm. um, because it just, it really hits home with that whole kind of saying that I say. It's like motherhood begins the moment you start 
wanting to become a mom, you know, because it's that mindset yeah. of how can I get ready for this life, you know? So, yeah, there, there's that saying that when a baby is born, so is a mom. And it's like, and I, I think that what you just said is it hits the nail on the head a lot more that like, you're a mom before you're even trying, or when you start trying yeah. or when you start thinking about it, like you, if that's really what you want out of life, like start thinking of yourself as a mom now and start treating your body as if you're carrying that baby now and it'll have, you know, you'll have an easier time getting pregnant. You'll have a, an easier, I mean, parent parenting's not easy. Motherhood's not easy, but the more things that you can do to, um, the more tools you can put in your tool belt toolbox, the better. Yep. And that's, that sounds like a really great book that would be even be interesting to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Definitely take a look. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so where can our listeners find you? Uh, so I have a website. It's um, uh, www.reviveforyourhealth.com. And, um, you know, you can go on there. Uh, I'm in the process of making some changes to it. Um, and offering like a free, it's basically like a free fertility survey. So if you think there could be something going on, you can fill out that survey and then I can be in contact with you with some free information. You know, there's no strings attached to the information. It's just a chat to let you kind of know what's going on or what could be going on. Um, so yeah, so that's something I recommend. Awesome. And I love that my printer decided that now is the moment to start printing and I hit print <laughs> like before you and I even started talking. So that's awesome. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> so, um, well, thank you so much for, this is all super fascinating to me and I hope that it was, um, I'm sure that it was helpful to, um, my listeners because even if they're not currently trying to get pregnant they for sure know somebody who is so um yeah. hopefully this is one of those episodes that gets passed around and share and listen and you need to talk to this michelle girl because she's got really good information and i know somebody that's currently um trying and might benefit from that book and from getting a little info from you so yeah sounds great yeah. So thank you again. And um, we will have another episode of Imperfect Momming for you next week. And until then, keep healing. Thank you for tuning in to Imperfect Momming. It's time for us to step up and realize that our power is not in trying to shape our children. Our power lies in shaping ourselves into the people we want our children to model themselves after. Don't just do it for your kids, do it for yourself. When you become a more self-aware, compassionate and confident person, you and everyone around you benefit. For more information about me and my work, visit alishalyons.com. That's A-L-Y-S-I-A-L-Y-O-N-S.com. See you next time.